Studios. It's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. And just like our always, we are promoting it right now. Uh, it's 5 o'clock. It's ice cold Pacifico time. I know we still got an hour of the show, but after last night, I think we've all earned one. Don't you, Tyler? That's, that, that was my exact mentality last night. Which, by the way, first off, I, I told you so. I told you at the start of the show, we'd have two fun moments today. Jim Moore to open up the show. <laughs> And Sam Pittman at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. So far, that's true. Let's see if we can, uh, you know, have, have some fun here in the final hour before the new year. But last night's postgame show was as hostile, as angry as any that I've been a part of over the past 10 years, however long I've been doing, been doing postgame shows on the station. I, um, we got done around 1, and I was just so wired up and so fired up just with what happened that hour. I had to have a Pacifico before I went to bed. So I sat there and had a beer before I passed out for the mm. night. So it's uh, not operating on a ton of sleep today. That's all right. Yeah, that's all good. Uh, I understand. I understand. I think I pulled into the driveway about 3.30, 3.45 last night. So it was a crash landing for me as well. Now... Tell me about the post game. What 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 was the main takeaway from? Because uh, the immediate reaction often is, I you you always reflect and take a deeper thought on what you just witnessed and maybe come out with some other stuff. But often the immediate reaction is the correct reaction. Okay. Uh, well, I, I can do this for you. I can scroll all the way down. Let's make sure I can do this first. I can. I've scrolled all the way down to the text line, and I'm to the point of the timeline where I have the text pulled up from last night. (laughs) Would you like to relive the text from last night? Sure. And and I'm even going to scroll down to all the way in the beginning of the postgame show because, you know, by the end it it tapers off a little bit. Um, Here we go. Arnold sucked tonight, period. How's that O-line look now? Is Trevor Knight still available? (laughs) Yeah. Once again, two and three stars beat our four and five stars. That's troubling. Um, I'm sorry, but it sounds ridiculous to keep saying that we beat ourselves. That was pitiful. Time to stop giving Biedenbo the pass. He can't develop anyone. Last year and this year's first-rounders would have been first-rounders regardless of the coach. Arnold has to make quicker decisions. Held on the ball too long and didn't scramble enough. Is Farouk hitting the portal? Um, yeah. And then our first, a lot of hang up on this jackass because <laughs> our first caller of the night was insisting that uh, he's giving up on Jackson Arnold. So, giving up on Jackson Arnold? There was uh, there were a lot of there were a lot of bad texts towards Jackson Arnold last night. Yeah, it was it was it was bad. I like the text that said, is Trevor Knight available? And I'll tell you what's interesting about that. That game against Alabama was a decade ago. 
And that's the last big major bowl victory that we've had. Uh, let's see, fourteen loss, fifteen loss, sixteen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think of Auburn as a. They had a, like eight win season that year. Seventeen Auburn, loss, eighteen and then loss. Florida and Oregon. We've won three ga- three bowl games since then. Okay, I mean Oregon was probably the. Best of the teams that you beat during that time, but that just wasn't some great Oregon team. Jeez. And it's an Alamo Bowl. Correct. Their, 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 their coach head coach was left. gone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boy, decade. that's sobering. Yeah. I know. It's painful to say. <laughs> I, now, I I already had as much. I, I already had enough pain. But thank you for throwing that on top it, as well. It doesn't tell the whole story. We had some really good teams in between there that went to the college football playoff and just didn't win the the playoff appearance. But I mean, yeah, 2013 Alabama, which. Alabama doesn't even remember that game with the amount of success they've had since. By God, we sure do remember that night. We tell you everything about that night in New Orleans. Well, up to a certain point, if you know what I mean. This is one of my favorite texts from oh, last night. Uh, Lindsay said, I flipped off a Texas fan at the bar, and listening to the call-in line, I feel like a calm, civilized fan. <laughs> so I shouldn't have wasted our time reading all those other texts. I should have just read that one, and you would have gotten the hint there. But, hey, that's I, what it is, man. That's what the postgame shows are for. So it's authentic. I don't know if, if they showed it any on um, on television, but in the stadium last night when they were just kind of on the Jumbotron, there was Texas fans there. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I'm not going to say a bunch, but there were different groups of them there wearing Texas gear. I mean, clearly there's a lot of Texas fans in San Antonio, and Austin's not that far away, but I, I'm i guessing they're, they intended to just show up and root for Arizona. I, I guess so. I, I told you this before. When you guys played in the 0-2 Big 12 championship game, yeah. there were more Texas fans than Colorado fans that night. Yeah. It was odd. Very and then – I felt like I saw a bunch of fans, like, after the game when I was walking out to the bus, I feel like I saw a decent amount of no allegiance fans, like, just people from San Antonio that no, said, hey. Those were OU fans that took off their shirts before they uh, took, <laughs> off their, probably took, right. took off their jerseys. Took off their Jackson Arnold jersey. Yeah, throw it away. I'll throw it the damn river walk. I'm, I'm out on him. He sucks. we got to get someone <laughs> in the portal. How, how was the crowd last night, by the way? It was good. It was good. Did a decent amount of I mean, OU fans show up? Decent amount of OU fans. I mean, it wasn't packed by any stretch, but there's a decent amount of people there. They came alive a couple of times there whenever we got rolling. And then, like, a couple of stoops, loud stoops chants going on whenever he caught the ball. But it faded pretty quickly in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And disappeared. And and you mentioned a key name there. And someone texted this, this in earlier, and I wasn't able to get to it. But, man, and it, it, it in no way, in zero way, does it take away from the season he had, the career that he's had, the legacy that he will have around here. It doesn't take away anything. But, God, I, I wish he would have gotten a better send-off than what he got last night, Drake Stoops. Yeah. I mean, because you can't even – really reflect and appreciate what he's meant to this program 
and how tough he's going to be to replace next year because of that disaster in the fourth quarter last night. Right. Sucks that that has to be his final game. I know it. I know and it. And once again, man, I, he's – and Nick Anderson made some plays, but it's it's Drake Stoops once again, your second-leading receiver only behind Brennan Thompson last night. Just Mr. Consistency. Yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. And, and, and that's the thing, too, is late in the year, second half of the year, that offense – Drake Stoops wasn't just one of the better players on this team. He's one of the better players in the conference. We talked about that yesterday, but we can talk all we want about star power and different things this team needs next year. They better have a wide receiver developed to where, regardless of what the situation of the game is, first and ten, third and five, early in the game, late in the game, Drake Stoops was that guy that Dylan Gabriel, Jackson Arnold, that did not matter, they always knew, regardless of the situation, they could go to 12. And right. they they better have that guy develop next year. Yeah. And that, those are big well, shoes to fill. I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what they do with the offense and what direction it goes. Um, I mean, I think there's going to be some new spin on it for sure. Probably be... Uh, definitely some similarities in, in what we saw this year and some carryover, but I think they're going to make probably some pretty big changes to the offense. I I would guess so. Uh, okay, a few texts here. Slim Brady says, love Stoops. I think Birch can play that role next year. I think he's probably the early favorite to, to play that, yeah. that slot position next year, Burks. So who's your three, three wideouts next year? Anderson, Burks. Anthony? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just Farouk just did I did not have the season that he needed to have or that oh, he should no. have had. Uh, so yeah, I, I no. just could he be a starter next year and a main contributor? He could, but I don't I no. don't think that you project that right now based on what we've I don't. seen. I don't. I mean I, I think he's a fine player, and he's done some good things for us. But, I mean, he's he's been here three years now and kind of waited and waited and waited. And, you know, he started every single game this year. And he had 45 catches for just under 700 yards, 694, and two touchdowns. That's it. More turnovers and touchdowns. It's insane. More turnovers and touchdowns. That that cannot that can't that that's that's not starter numbers. No. Pretty obvious it's not starter numbers. Uh seven two oh, how does the offensive line get fixed with no depth? We were talking about what the portal looks like right now for OU. Right. And they've got a defensive end for Miami of Ohio that's coming in next week on Wednesday, January third. Casey Thompson's another name to watch out for, but after Geno Vandermark, he announced he's heading back to Michigan State this week. They're going to get a portal offensive lineman or two. Heck, maybe even three by the time they get to next year. But as of right now, it's hard to identify the names in the portal on the offensive line that we need to be talking about right now. None of those names seem obvious. And maybe those names aren't in the portal yet. I, I don't know. 
but in terms of offers that they've put out there, there's no one that we can identify right now and say, okay, watch out for this guy and this guy. They're in on him. Those those names don't seem to be there as of right now. Yeah. I thought – I don't know. I I know there's a lot of people frustrated with the offensive line. I guess I just – I don't – I don't know. If, if we don't turn the ball over six times last night and I, we route Arizona, and I don't think anyone's saying anything about the offensive line. They're saying, hey, pretty good job by a patchwork group after we had a couple of opt-outs from two of our better offensive linemen. Yeah, I think it's more of six holding penalties. You see that, and you see what they look like at times in in pass protection. Yes, he held on the ball for too long. I think it's more about what's coming next year, and that didn't look like an upper-level SEC offensive line. And that won't be your offensive line next year. I think that's, that's kind just, of my point. That's just, it, like, it, it just carryover concern from a couple of weeks ago from the whole King yeah. Green fiasco. I get it. I I guess I'm not going to – I can't comment on the offensive line until I know what it's going to look like. And right now I don't know what it's going to look like. I, I imagine that they'll maybe be in play for some guys in the kind of the next round after the all the bowl games have wrapped and better hope you get all the the transfer portal guys that have entered and if that's not the case then i'm guessing it would be post spring and if it's not post spring then you make do with what you got and i don't know what we got we got a lot of guys that need developed you know i we got some freshmen that you know, we liked whenever they signed the recruiting class a year ago. Caden Green, I know, was the, the key piece of that. But there were some other other nice names in there, too. Like, those guys got to continue to develop. We got to develop young guys. You know, I, I don't know. I Can everyone – is everyone a miss except for the guys that you get in the transfer portal? Is that what college football has become? <laughs> <laughs> or do you never get a chance to develop any of never those guys Never get a chance. Anymore? It's just a one-year rental, and they end up being a success, but they're a success somewhere else. You just get them for that first year. I don't, I don't know. know. I if If we aren't able to develop and play young offensive linemen, then every single season is going to be hang on to your ass in the transfer portal. If someone leaves – and we are just uh, the whole next season. It just hangs in the balance on what you're able to to get out of the transfer. It does board. feel like that's the case for most college football teams nowadays. And it's a horrible way to exist. I think so as well. Four oh five. We're going to get garbage out of the portal if they just keep waiting. The more teams continue to pay up for players, the smaller the pool of talent gets. Tired of getting outbid by Missouri. We didn't get outbid by Missouri. Right? Um, we matched with the offer that Missouri had and what Caden Green said he wanted. Correct, yes. Allegedly. So we didn't get outbid by Missouri. And as far as the transfer portal goes, like you can't create players and, and place them in the like, – 
That's what I like. I, they're not casting a wide. And Brent said as much. They're not casting a wide net just over just to offer offensive linemen. They're not going to yeah. offer someone unless they feel like, like we're, we're saying now that there's not any names that we're talking about. Of hey, this guy has an offer. This guy is coming in for a visit. They obviously feel like there's not a lot of offensive linemen right now that they could offer and get that are going to make a big impact next year. Right. There's not a bunch of Caden Greens out there in the transfer portal. There's just not. Well, I think he's the number one ranked uh, tackle that's in the portal or that's been in the portal. So to that point, yes. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying is like, I think people are, um, like feeling like there's this market out there, but there's there's not. Especially with offensive line, yeah. we talk about def- defensive linemen are really hard to find in the portal. That's probably the toughest position. Like, at a, at a real game-changing level, and an elite level, defensive linemen are harder to find in recruiting, but in the portal as well. Offensive line's probably not that far behind. Hell, it may be number two behind defensive line. Yeah. Yeah, skilled guys are everywhere. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. You're just going to have to develop some of the players that you got on the roster. We'll see what happens with them. I don't know. I mean, I think... Jake Taylor looks big and strong and just has to keep coming around. Um, Sexton, for the most part, played well. I don't know what the holding calls were, how many he had, but, you know, let him develop. He's still young. Did, um, did anything happen last night, positively or negatively, to change your outlook of that position group for next year? Like, for, I'm trying to think of anything, and for me, I'm offensive line was my biggest concern before the game for next year. And it's still my biggest concern for next year. Well, I thought they played good in the middle quarters. And I thought Troy Everett did some good stuff at center until he was hurt. I don't know if you could see it on the TV or not, but he, he could barely walk yeah, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was hobbling around late. It was bad. And we just didn't have anyone else, so he had to he had to find a way to battle through it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner Game Day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. Fowler Automotive is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the showroom. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community. And it's important to us that we help build the communities that our dealerships call home. Stop by any of them. 6868 to sign up today. Open enrollment for health care coverage has been extended. If you miss the initial 12-15 deadline, you can still purchase coverage up until January 15th. Call Allison Insurance. With over 70 years in the industry, Allison Insurance can help spot problems and avoid common mistakes when purchasing dental, vision, short-term health care coverage, annuities, and more. Visit allisoninsurance.com. Then call Robert at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. Allison Insurance. They are the experts. Jackson had a, a, you know, many things tonight that was just fantastic. He's he gonna have an amazing future, and uh, we gotta be a little better around him to help him. Jackson's a baller, and we have full faith in him. You know, first career start. I mean, he, he played his heart out. I mean, he, every time he enters that field, you know, I have so much confidence in that offense and everything that they do. You know, I love him to death. You know, he's a tremendous player. I know now there's gonna be some adversity, but he needs to hang his head up high, you know, higher than ever, because you know Oklahoma has his back. 
that entire locker room is you know with Jackson, and this changes nothing. Brent Venables, Danny Stutzman, talking about the freshman quarterback Jackson Arnold last night. Uh, you say your opinion of Jackson Arnold in the future has not changed after last night. All right, well, what is your opinion of Jackson Arnold in the future? I think he's going to be excellent. I think he's got a great arm. I think he's a playmaker. I think he's got excellent athletic ability. Uh, I think he's going to be a threat with his legs at times. Um, I just think he needs to gain some experience, and we need some star power around him. We need we need uh, development and and you know some uh, the offensive line to continue to be a better and better group. Got to have a game breaking running back and um, you know a, a tight end that's a receiving threat. I mean, we just we got to upgrade around him. I mean. I, Right now, without a doubt, by a million miles, quarterback is the best position on offense. You know, it's not when ideally had three turnovers last night, but in terms of what it ended up looking like and what's next year, it uh, it, it does feel like that, that that start needed to happen last night. He needed to be put in that situation against a top 15 team like that before going into next year. So... I guess if you want to take a positive out of anything, aside of the couple of touchdown throws that he had, um, it, it felt like he needed to be put in that spot, judging by how he started the game. Yeah. So that, yeah. That, that, that'll pay off somewhat here as we move forward. But, no, he's got real playmaking ability. He can move around, make plays with his feet. He'll be involved in the quarterback run game. He was last night. But, dang, he looked like a gunslinger just with some of the throws that he made last night. Let me Pretty ask you this. at times. Would, would he? Would we have won the football game if Dylan Gabriel was playing quarterback? I don't think they turned the ball over six times, so yes, they win the okay. football game. Disagree? Right. No. No. Um, we'll never know, which is fine. Um, but I'm with you. I'm glad Jackson Arnold uh, got the opportunity. It was. It was needed. Feels like. Oh, you Mitchell. This is all you need to know about JFA. There's not a program in the country who wouldn't fall all over themselves to have him on their roster. Cherokee Sooners already claiming all SEC quarterback for next year. And this one's from the 731. Okay, this is this is a deep one right here. All right, Teddy and Tyler, in your brutally honest opinion, when do you expect OU to finally look like a true contender? We're entering year three with Brent Venables. You hope there's a jump. But year one in the SEC, while expecting the same boneheaded mistakes, poses a massive challenge. So when do we expect OU to finally look like a true contender as we head into year three? Is it next year? Uh, with the current roster, no. We are not close to um, a couple of – we're not close to Bama, Michigan, Georgia, um, and then after that, we're closer to the other teams. Closer to Texas, obviously beat them this year, and um, you know they're going to have some. You you know what I immediately thought of, like 
when can they be okay? When can they be a contender in the SEC? Now they're better, much better around certain positions, around the quarterback and on the defensive side than they were four or five years ago. But but it, in some ways, it kind of feels like the same story. OU had to be better than everyone else at quarterback, and I think that's going to happen when OU has the best quarterback play or like second best quarterback play in the SEC. That's kind of where it feels like to me right now. You know, it's it, uh, I agree. Here's the thing. I feel like our defense has a chance to be really, really good next year. Next year will be the best defense that Oklahoma's had in a long time. It should be. It better be. Um, needs to be. Now, that's not a guarantee. That's a prediction. We still have to get some we have to get some big time uh development from guys that are there pj's got to develop clock is ticking you know the interior d line had a couple of guys announced they're coming back they need to have big years in the offseason development critical backer safety we're going to be good at those spots but still have to continue to get better and better corners kind of the question mark and if we can get and stay healthy there think we'll be really good defensively now on offense i just don't know man that numbers wise we put up numbers fine whatever i don't care about that what i care about is guys making big plays running backs that can break things and, and take it to the house we need a, a game changer at, at at pretty much every skill group outside of what we have right now and i think some of it is there we just got to develop Wide receiver, you know, if Andrew Anthony's back and healthy and ready to go, Nick Anderson continues to improve. We got some good young guys coming in. Like I'm not, I'm not ready to sell at wide receiver, but man, I'm sick and tired of waiting. Kind of feels like we've been waiting on the same guys for a long time. Yeah, seriously. And I'll be honest, I think a lot of it is the system. I think the, uh, the system is not not a wide receiver-friendly system, in my opinion. What, what do you mean by that? I think it's more about the system than it is about just getting the ball to your best players. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in college football fall victim to that. I didn't see that but, last night from Arizona. No, that's an NFL I, coach team. I thought uh, in the beginning of the game it was quite obvious. Hey, McMillan's really good. He's going to be a high-round NFL draft pick someday. Which he's just a sophomore, I think, right? Um, yeah. Let's get him the ball early. Oh, he's having success early, like in all of our other games this year. Let's just keep throwing him the rock, regardless yeah. of what the coverage is. And it worked out. Yeah, he, he went 10 for 160. So, I'd say so. In their last game, so his last two games, I think he went for, let's see, he went 11 for 266 against Arizona State and 10 for 160 against us. Yeah, not bad. He's and he he hasn't had a non-100 yard game since they played UCLA the beginning of but, November. But but that's that's to the point is they in whatever they whenever they figured that out maybe it was before the year they knew they had that but whenever it happened they said <laughs> he's maybe the best player we have on offense. Let's just keep yeah. throwing him the ball. It like, ain't that. It ain't that hard. It's like basketball, man. Who's your best player? Let's get him the rock and go let him score. 
getting the yeah, ball. In, it, it, instead of like, our, this is our system, and this is how we do it, and this is what we read, and this is where we go. Throw wad all of that up, burn it, and find a way to scheme open your best player. So this isn't something that we talked about today, or or even the the, the segment where we had some of our concerns here moving forward. Sean says, "How are we going to start playing better away from Norman?" And, and it's fair when you when you look at this year, they did not start off well last night. Um, they did not start off well at BYU. They did not start off well in Stillwater. They didn't start off well at Kansas. Started off pretty well at, at Tex- or against Texas. Got the interception early and the touchdown. Took an early lead. The Cincinnati game was close this year. This team was great at home this season. Uh, of course, what they did the non-conference. Blew out Iowa State. I know these aren't great teams. But they handled business at home for the most part. But away from Norman, just... And I don't know why that is, but just not not a great team this year, and a team that really struggled out of the gates, away from their home field. Yeah, I I don't know, I I don't know. Well, I guess I do know. Defense and running game travel, special teams, always has. And if you're struggling on defense and you can't run the football. And you're missing field goals and getting punts blocked and screwing up, pinning the ball inside the ten yard line on on pooch punt. That's how you lose on the road. I mean, penalties. I mean, that's how you lose on the road, and that's kind of been our Achilles' heel. Uh, one more before we hit a break here. Does Pettaway have a future on this team? Where was he yesterday? He played. When they came out of halftime and said, we're going to put some speed out there on the field, he came out, uh, and that's when they hit uh, Brennan Thompson on that deep touchdown. So I think he was going to be a bigger part of the offense in the second half had Brennan Thompson stayed healthy. I mean, that's my guess, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd say he's got a future on the uh, on the team. Again, man, this is the thing that frustrates me. He's a freshman. Right. We got to allow these guys some time to develop, and but it's hard to do that because of the transfer portal. You you're at in such a panic to get players that you stunt everyone's growth on your football team by going out and getting transfer portal guys, and I'm not saying that. They shouldn't do that. We're just saying that it's like a it's a college football problem that we've got right now. That young guys get no time to develop, no opportunity. Quickly, every everyone in the country is going over their heads when when they can in the transfer portal, and ultimately the overall product is going to take a massive hit because there's not going to be any good players left. How do you if, know that it hasn't already taken a massive hit? We may has. already, we may already I can there. watch it. I can watch football right now at NFL and college football level and tell you that the product has taken a hit. I uh, I think Tom Brady said exactly that uh, yeah. a month or some point during the season about the NFL, not about college football. And I, maybe it, he was talking about young college football. I, I think maybe he was just talking about young quarterbacks, but it was no. The same he, was, point. He, he was talking about the same. He was talking about overall. I mean, you can't continue to ask the guys to do less and less and less. 
practice less, tackle less, have less contact, all of that, and feel like the product is not going to suffer. Of course it is, and you can tell it. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Stay tuned. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. New 2024 Buick Enclaves are here. You'll save when you shop at Dorsey Jones Buick GM. Final hour on a Friday. Happy New Year to all of you members of the Ref Army out there. We'll be off on Monday, but back at it on Tuesday to talk about the portal, the future of OU football in the SEC, and a whole lot more. And we'll be talking about those college football playoff games as well, which, please, Washington, do us a solid. It's been a tough week of football watching for OU fans. You know, I, I need something positive to happen this weekend in my uh, football watching, maybe I'll just uh, cling on to the Tampa Bay Bucks for the rest of the year. Baker's having a hell of yeah. a year. Maybe that's where I can find my football happiness. Yeah, why not? Uh, Comeback player of the year. At least he needs to be. Let's see. They got the Saints at home. Well, even um, if they win, they win the division this Sunday. Is that right? Yeah. I was just trying to think. What? Who do they Who do they have? They have Saints. New Orleans? Saints at home, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, why not? Let's go. Come on, hitch our wagon. I don't know, man. Now that I think about it, you want to hitch your wagon to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Hey, it can't be any worse than where I've hitched my wagons this week already. Good Louisville. Point. Uh I'm Ohio State tonight without a quarterback mm. and their best player. I, yeah, it's probably my best bet at this point. They, they should probably win their last two games against the Saints and at Carolina. And that puts them in a good spot, 10-7. and seven. We'll see where they end up in the playoffs, though. Wild card weekend home game as a division winner. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, but he is having just a fantastic year, man. Career year, really. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think his numbers are going to end up. If they're not there now, and they were pretty close last week to some of his career highs, but I bet he has career highs in – like passing yards, touchdown to interception ratio. I, it, it's clearly whatever the stats say. And again, I do think that a lot of those will be career highs. It's it's his best year, especially given the circumstance that that he's had. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see what he does with it. I mean, he's got a pretty good supporting cast as long as their defense um, can hang around. I mean, they've had some some really bad games at times, but looks like they've they've got things together here the last three or four weeks. So I got a shot. Let's say get a get a playoff dub for Baker. I love this text for the four hundred five. I'm ready for the XFL. You know, opt outs are a big thing right now. I might just opt out of football until the start of XFL season. That's what I yeah. might do. Yeah. I, are we sure they're going to have a season? They never, the, they never XFL, announced. USFL were supposed to merge, and I, just, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, they haven't. I, I mean, I would guess that they have a season, but still going to hold out. I'm going to hold out until the start of XFL season so we can root on the defending champs. Gunny says, hope you guys have a great new year. Same to you, Gunny. 731, well, gentlemen, thank you and the staff for a great 2023, and here's to hopefully a banner year in 24. 
Y'all in the KREF Army have a safe and great New Year's. Booma. There you go. We will officially be um, in SEC offseason for the football team. I'll give you a uh, sounds like a hot take, but I don't think it's a very hot take before the weekend. I okay. think New Year's Eve is the worst night of the calendar year to go out. Can't get a drink anywhere. Yeah, people just everywhere. I mean, the the hassle that comes with it it's not it's not worth the reward. New Year's Eve, worst night of the year to go out. House party? Is that what you're saying? Sounds like a house party uh, situation. That was to me. my situation last year, and that'll probably be the same thing again this year. Uh, we. We have a party in our neighborhood at a friend's house, and kids, everyone are there, and maybe the most brilliant idea ever, we do the, uh, we just watch the East Coast ball drop. <laughs> and celebrate that. Celebrate Dude, I love that. that. I am at the point <laughs> in my life where I, I am all about that. Yeah, we do the countdown uh, you know what? and everything. Forget I, loving that. I, I don't know... I mean, I got a good idea who I'm going to be with, like friends-wise, but that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're celebrating East Coast New Year's Eve instead. That's right. Well, it's Central Time Zone, whatever. I'll see it the next day, if nothing else. Yeah. God Just willing. Gra- grab the old live feed from the East Coast, and you're good to go, man. Chase in Orange County says, this game was a tough one for me. I'm excited about the future, but like you guys were saying, the road woes will get better with maturity, mental toughness, and discipline. Knocking out the noise from being in a hostile environment is key to being successful on the football field and in your career. Mm. The best succeed in the toughest of times and separate themselves from being uh, comfortable at home. Love the show, guys, and Happy New Year. Love you, what Chase. What a text message. Yeah, oh, Chase that was is awesome. great. Uh, he's, he's great. Uh, who's great. one of the two playoff games? I've got Joe Klatt's picking Washington to win the national championship. I'm not going that yeah. far. I heard that. But I like Washington and Bama for the national championship. It feels like Washington is kind of the team that is I, – and I, I know a lot of people aren't doing this, but I just kind of get the overall feel that Washington is viewed as kind of like the all shucks, isn't it cool yes. that they're their team? <laughs> yes. And yeah. They have easily the worst odds to, or at least they did a few weeks ago. Maybe it's changed, but they had easily the worst odds to to win the title of the four. I know, and that is just straight up not the case at all. They've pro- played probably the toughest schedule of any of the teams. They're undefeated. They got the best quarterback in in the playoff. They punked the team last year that they're playing on Monday night. I, I know that was last year, but... It's kind of right. largely the same roster for the most ain't part. Ain't scared of Texas at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if Washington can get it done, but they shouldn't be. It shouldn't be viewed kind of the way I feel like the general public maybe is viewing them. If they can get past Texas, and I think that they've they've got a pretty good shot at doing that, then look out, man. You never know what happened in one game. I, if Michigan happens to beat Alabama, I pick Washington over Michigan all day long. Patrick says if Arizona played Washington tough with that line of theirs, Texas is going to kill them. Arizona's best offensive lineman was not playing last night, so I, I do think that's important information. Now, what did, read that text again. If Arizona played Washington tough with that line of theirs, Texas is going to kill them. 
Well, how about uh, if Arizona did what they did to us and we beat Texas, Washington's going to kill Texas. How about that? Works both ways. Very nice job. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Stay tuned. Teddy and Tyler, telling it like it is. Whether it's what you want to hear or not, every day from 2 to 6 on the home of Sooner fans. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. 